All right, boys, what is going on? Uh, welcome to episode number 29 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast here. I'm here, uh, as always, with my co-host, Donnie Menke. Donnie, the Bengals, of course, had the biggest win of the season. We own the Kansas City Chiefs up to this point. <laughs> three against us. But uh, before we get into the recap real quick, big-time news. Kevin Huber just got released from the Bengals. Donnie, give me your thoughts on that. I appreciate all he's done, but, man, we've talked about it. He just wasn't wasn't good this season, and Kirschman really has been in these last few games. I've been impressed. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100% there. Kevin Huber has not been very good whatsoever this season. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. I've been very, very critical of him, Very been said maybe not some nice things about Kevin Huber there. But uh, I think it was kind of warranted on his performance this season. And uh, it sucks. Like, he's been here a long time, so that definitely sucks. Like, in the locker room especially, it's got to be hard. And uh, I don't know. It it just – it sucks. It really does. Yeah. Wish him the best, but it was time. Yeah. Kind of – I understand football-wise, like, it is a necessary move. Just kind of sucks. Like, if we made a run, won it this year, that would suck. But He'd still get a ring, at least. He would? Okay. Pretty sure, he wouldn't yeah. get to experience it. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, it, he it, – Kirschman at this point is a very clear upgrade. It, you just yeah. couldn't – when you're in the chase like this, you have to take every advantage you can get, especially exactly. when you're beating teams like the Chiefs. We didn't As, punt much yesterday, but when once, we did, he did a good job. Punted yeah. once. <laughs> and he held the ball – and Kirschman held the ball well too. That hasn't been an issue at all. Yeah, I think I predicted like 38, 34, something, something like that. Maybe it was you I that said predicted 35, that. 31. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I predicted 38, 34. It was not as high scoring as we thought, but mainly the main reason for that, in my opinion, was more so both teams were just holding the ball for a while when they had their touchdown drives. There weren't yeah, many, were. like, they weren't, there weren't many just quick drives, really. So that, that was really my takeaway from that on why it wasn't as high scoring. Um, my my guy, Tim Daniel, you know, he was hating on Zach Taylor after the game and then – or during the game and then after the game was like, we got to give him his due. <laughs> there was – look, I don't – what was That's he just, talking we, about as Taylor's issue? Was he talking about the fourth down call in the first yeah. – that, that, that wasn't Taylor. Burrow checked to that. Yeah. You can hear can, 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 can. That was just. That was just. I hate. I hate the fourth down trying to get cute shit. I hate it. I do. I hate those. Yeah. And uh, it's. I just when it's fourth down, just fucking QB sneak it or just hand it off to your running back. Like it's your best chance. It really is. QB. (laughs) The stat on the New Heights show: ninety-two percent QB sneak rate. They're made up stat. They say. Uh, Jason Kelsey says. I think on the the one I think on the one before where they had used a timeout, I think Burrow wanted to do what they did in the Baltimore game because he was getting on Wilcox after he called timeout. Like, man, you needed to stop and come push me type deal. Yeah. But you you were right though. In the first half at least, the Bengal the the first drives went like the Bengals had it for six eleven, then the Chiefs had it for four fifty three, then the Bengals had it again for five twenty three. Then they had Two. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. All right, you good? And it, yeah, I guess. I don't know. If okay, but yeah, they, they each possessed the ball for um 15 minutes in the first half, which is kind of weird. Like, yeah, they each possessed it for half the first half, but they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They only had four drives apiece. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, I, so I agree with you there. Um, one big takeaway for me from this game was just how damn good joe burrow is like seriously <laughs> i've the seen how ball. dude i've seen i don't know how many angles of that clinching third down throw and i still don't know how he saw that coming open at the time. i will say he hasn't passed them up yet obviously if he just keeps owning mahomes though like when is it going to get to the point where like <laughs> they're in the same conversation because right now they're not even in like it's like everybody's list it's like mahomes and then Allen and then Burrow. Like, it's like that's the top three, but it's like Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. When is it going to yeah. be like Burrow might be the best guy in the league? Like, if he keeps winning like this, dude, if they go on another run this postseason, I think he will pass him legitimately. Yeah. Or if they can make a run at the at the one seed, like, I think yeah. that's a very real possibility because people, because, the dude look, Mahomes wins. Earned, he, yeah. Mahomes has earned this best QB in the league talk. Heck, I still have him probably as the best QB in the league. I still do. But, too, yeah, but. but Burrow, man, he's just nails with the game on the line. Like, if yeah. that protection is right on fourth down in the Super Bowl, if that protection just does its job, that's a walk-off Super Bowl win. The dude's Uh-oh. just money. Breaking news. We have a special guest in here now. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Neil? Good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty we're, good just talking about, we're talking about how Burrow, like, how much longer is it going to take? Like, if he keeps winning like this and, and owning Mahomes a little bit in these matchups, like, when is he going to be discussed right in that conversation with Mahomes? Because right now it's still Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then Burrow is on everybody's, like, tears and everything. Yeah, no, I agree on that one. Yeah, we're, we're wondering. Yeah. We're just thinking, like, when is it going to be maybe Burrow and Mahomes right at that same level? If he, if he keeps winning against him, like – 0 and 3, like two wins is like when you beat a team three times in less than a year, everybody knows that is so hard to do. So yeah. hard to do. Especially like in three times in under a year. Exactly. So, I mean, and yeah. the potential fourth come AFC playoffs, you never know yeah. what could happen. If he yeah. does it a fourth time, I think you have to kind of sit back and throw him into that debate. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is, it's not even like Mahomes played a Mahomes got outplayed on the just quarterback level all three of those games, too. Like, you look at the yeah. stats, his numbers were a lot better than Mahomes' in all those games. I mean, their numbers were similar in the AFC Championship because that game was a little more ugly, a little more grinded out. But, like, I mean, the first time they played, Burrow almost put up 500 on him and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then this time, obviously, he played much better statistically as well, had a way more efficient game. Mahomes missed a lot of throws yesterday. He really didn't look too good. Um and well, the, the first Bengals, game was uh, the Jamar 200-yard catch, right? Or was that the second game? That was the first that game. That was the first. 266. 266, yep. Yeah. I mean, he, out, he had more receiving yards than Mahomes had passing yards Yeah. in that game. Which is crazy. Absolutely. And I will say, Jamar Chase <laughs> – sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Jamar Chase did not look like he lost a step at all. <laughs> like, he looked no, fine. No, that, that – 
catch he had where it wasn't a oh catch falling out of bounds. It was, a, it was like a was Jordan crazy. logo. The like Jordan catch, basically, yeah. right there yeah. on the sideline. That was just yeah. absolutely absurd. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, T. Higgins yesterday, he didn't have the volume, but he just had some huge catches, that touchdown catch, and then that that game sealer on third and 11. He knew he was about to get rot to, caught it yeah. right between Burrow through a seed uh, between the zone coverage right to Higgins. And uh, that was the game right there. That was just huge. I mean, Tyler Boyd even, he had that horrible drop, but he came up and made a few big plays late too. That drop was just so uncharacteristic of him. That was his first drop since the Super Bowl, and I don't think he had any drops all of last season until the Super Bowl too. Like, that was just yeah. – that was not characteristic. You're not going to count on Tyler Boyd to do that. And I mean, he made a bad play. It is what it is. We still won, so – he should be a little happier than he probably was if if we would have lost that game and that drop occurred. Did you see that uh, video, the video of the press conference after the game where T. Higgins was talking about that uh, yeah. that catch there in the fourth quarter? And there he was like, "Yeah, man, yeah. there was some traffic." And Tyler comes in, he goes, "Traffic? You were two steps ahead of him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reporter. Yeah, what I would you have done in that situation? He said, "I would have caught it." Same the, thing. <laughs> the Justin Reed stuff is just hilarious. I, for one, I know he got pissed at everything. It was 15 yards this year. I love the penalty. I thought I it was a great it. I love it. I loved it. I didn't think 15 yards on the kickoff was going to be that big of a deal, so I was like, I'm all for that. Yeah, McPherson like, kind of saved him there because they only actually lost five yards of field position. Yeah, so it was honestly like, go ahead, <laughs> please. <laughs> I like that penalty a lot. And Taylor, plus, dude, the way they I were driving. What'd you say? They were moving the ball so well on the first two drives, too. And, I mean, once you make the comments like that, you know there's going to be a little trash talk, too. Like, you knew it was coming. And I'll give I'll give Reed credit, too, after the game. He was he was pretty classy in his response, and he owned up to the mistake. So, like, he's, yeah. not, he's not one of those who's going to keep denying it. So, like, I'll no. give him props for that. But, man, don't give this team any extra added fuel. Like, we've seen it over and over again. They will take it personally, and they will use it against you. Even something as innocuous as that. The thing is with the Bengals, like Mahomes is going to be a great for a long, long time. But they're going to have some some changes in their team as things move forward and everything. Travis Kelsey, I mean, it looks like he gets better with age, but he is 33 years old. The thing with it, they're all so young. They're weapons. Like T. Higgins is 23. Jamar Chase is 22. Joe Burrow is 25. It's just scary. Like, seriously, the yeah. fact that these guys could be playing together for another eight years if we keep up, like, it's scary. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, yeah. Get the Brinks truck yeah. ready because he's going to need it. <laughs> yeah, because T. Higgins that salary cap spike. <laughs> Definitely yeah. going to need that cap spike year or two. Yeah, because T. Higgins is going to get a bag. We all know Jamar Chase. and Bur- I mean, Burrow's bag might be historic. Look, Burrow's going <laughs> to get, like, $600 million. Let's not even – yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what did Mahomes get 500 something a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. How many years think, was Mahomes contract? 10. Like, it was 10? 10 year contract. Yeah, I think Burrow will get a 10 year, whatever amount of money he wants to contract. Because I don't see him, yeah. I mean, with the setup of this roster and how young it is, I don't think Burrow wants to go anywhere. <laughs> like, seriously. I wouldn't either. Like, you're, uh, you're, a, you're a huge ahead, hero in your own state. You've got a great setup. They've shown they can surround you. You've got Jamar. They're, they're you got trying to resign steak, T. Higgins. Bro. You got your own steak. Huh? <laughs> you got your, you got own, your steak. own steak. Especially yeah. too, like for someone who does <laughs> not like to go out and like 
do the party life and whatnot. Like Cincinnati's that scene. If you're a professional athlete and you want to keep it low key, like that's the city. I mean, his girlfriend's from here. His family's two hours down the road. Like what else can you ask for? Yeah, I've heard yeah. him a lot though. Like talk about it. like he doesn't party at all, which is funny. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He said he drinks like twice a year. Like he said, just like it has to be a very special occasion for him to drink. And he was like, it still won't be at like a club. It'll just be like party at the house or something. That's what he said. Yeah. Whereas I don't think Jamar Chase is following that as much. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the off season, Jamar Chase is definitely partying a little more than Burrow. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> and Mixon and Tyler Boyd. But, hey, if they're going to play like this during the season, party all you want because, I mean, I, I would like – me and Daddy talked about this last podcast, you know. I would like them to start off a season maybe 8-0, but if they just come out and turn it on the second half each year, I'm fine with it. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm fine with it. Yeah, you want to be playing your best football in December and January and February. Yeah, and the Bengals showed yesterday they're one of the – three or four best teams in the NFL right now. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's think that's KC, Buffalo, and Philly maybe. Yeah, and then the Dallas, I think depending Philly's on reference. One. I think Philly's one. I've had it's, an argument with Donnie we'll on this. See. I think they're yeah. overrated, but I do think they're good. I just don't think in the playoffs they're going to make the Super Bowl. That's my thing. I think they'll win a game and then they'll get booted. If they stay healthy, if they stay healthy, I think they can. I think they could do it, but it's all about staying healthy. I mean, obviously, teams are going to find a way to expose them and whatnot. But yeah, my only fear with them is I just I talked about this with Donnie. I'm just scared about them uh, if they're trailing in a game. I don't know how well their pass game can can uh, play when they're trailing and Jalen Hurts and everything. But back to the Bengals. I mean, me and Donnie talked about this. Did you see uh, the news? Kevin Huber just got released. I did not. With everything going on at UC, I'm actually need to tune into that thing because I'm just now yeah, getting Taylor. back around to social media. Yeah, yeah Kevin Taylor, just, Taylor announced it like two minutes before we started in his press conference. He also said Hayden Hurst is doubtful for this game against Cleveland. That's tough. There it is. Oh, yeah. I just now see it. Yeah, there it but, is. Uh, I mean, yeah, we have our foes coming up. Me and I have talked about this. The Browns are literally – good at everything the Bengals actually lack at so that's the problem with that matchup I don't, I don't know with how uh Deshaun Watson looked yesterday yeah, I he think, looked bad I think it no could pun look... intended he just looks stiff <laughs> he, just, he, did, <laughs> he just didn't look comfortable in the pocket like I mean the one didn't. the fumble the fumble was just awful I mean he didn't even go after it and that was clearly a backwards pass and then yeah. he threw yeah. that interception straight to an old teammate and I mean yep. No receiver in the area. I mean, I think he finished, what, 130 yards, maybe? Like 12 or 22, something like that? Uh, 150, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he did. He he looked bad, yeah. I will say that. He definitely looked bad. Um, My big thing from that game, uh, from that Browns game, though, was like, if the defense does what they did last time, like, I don't care about their tape recently. If they did what they did last time to the Bengals, I'm scared. <laughs> like straight up. Yeah, I'm can't scared. can't get beat by forty yeah. again. Yeah. yeah we talked about that though. That was there was really just a few plays that went against the Bengals and that kind of totally took them out of it. Yeah. Against they, Cleveland the first time. And it was their first game without Chase. Yeah, it was the it was the first game without Chase. So that was definitely some adjustments in that game. We didn't have Chase. Um and T. Higgins was getting doubled that entire game. The only th- did thing he did the whole game was the Moss catch over I forget who it was over, just late in the game. 
but yeah, so there'll have to be some attention more on Chase, and maybe Higgins will get freed yeah. up for that game. But we've got a ton of time to talk about that. I still want to celebrate this win, man. Yeah. That, that was a complete team win, man. The defense stepped up. The offensive line looked good, save for a couple penalties. Like that. No, yeah, the Williams. only thing that wasn't great. has looked good the past few weeks. Jonah has. The only thing that wasn't great was the run defense. And even that, we knew this game, both teams would just go away from the run game at some point. Like, they'll make them, like – stay honest yeah. with the run game, but neither team's just going to pound the rock. And honestly, if both teams just pounded the rock up and down the field, they probably both would have scored on drives just running the ball. Neither team could stop <laughs> the, run, the run at all. Wasn't Pacheco yeah. averaging like 4-9 a carry at one point late in that third yeah, he, quarter? he ended with 4-7. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a good seven. day. Yeah, he was, he was getting anything he wanted I with the say, run game. That dude down, is yeah. terrifying to tackle. I don't think I've ever seen somebody who runs harder than that guy. Oh, my exactly, God. Exactly, man. It's, it's he and runs, you can do it on special teams even, too. Even the yeah. last play of that that uh, first half when they just ran a draw to Pacheco, he was fighting trying to go eighty yards. <laughs> he was trucking <laughs> people out of bounds, like on the left. Like <laughs> most running backs are just trying not to get hurt there. Just get, just let the first guy tackle you. Whatever. He was not having that. <laughs> he was trying yeah, to boost no. that yards up. Yeah, he was. That was great for fantasy purposes. Oh, you have him. Yeah. Not when you're playing him, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> I had to start Not him. when you're playing him. <laughs> I had to start him and P. Ryan, so it kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah, P. Ryan looked great last I thought night. I thought P. Ryan's looked great the last few weeks. He has, but, yeah, last night yeah. especially, he looked awesome. He, he, we've Honestly, known he was good in the past yeah. game, but his ability to run the ball yesterday, a 100-yard day on the ground, that was awesome. We needed that. and Five like, yards pop. Honestly, that was not what I was expecting because I was thinking both Mahomes and Burrow were going to go over 300 yards yesterday. But the yeah. ground game was so effective for both both teams. A lot of those drives were just taking so long. Uh, a lot of those scoring drives were like eight-minute drives, whatever, like stuff like that because like those run games were both so effective. And P. Ryan just – I was not expecting it, but he yeah. had a huge day. Honestly, I wasn't I expecting – I wasn't expecting once. Burrow to – rip off a 50 yard running game either so what'd you say i wasn't expecting burrow to rip off a 50 yard rushing game either so yeah yeah those two kneel downs at the end he was over four yards to carry wasn't he i Uh, believe so if if you take out those kneel downs i mean even with with the knee down too is that 4.2 yeah dude the burrow uh not intentional read option was nice (laughs) it was it was that was awesome. I was a little worried on that hit at the end of it, but yeah. That, he tried, that the, and the thing is, like, it's not like he got hit and spun around. He tried to pull off a spin move. Like, he yeah. spun, and then he got hit. Like, yeah. that was if he would have pulled off that spin move, that would have been hilarious. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been that would have been incredible. I don't even – could you imagine see that as much as Lamar's against Nick Vigil? Yeah, now that uh, Lamar's hurt too, I mean, this division could be up for grabs depending how serious that injury is. Harbaugh did just say he's less likely that he plays this week, and they're playing the Steelers with Watt back, so that that'll be a tough game for Baltimore. Exactly. Exactly. Um, my thing is honestly, like, I just this game was so exciting to watch. Like I literally I took a video on Snapchat myself right after I was screaming like we own Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and like seriously, like 
We good? <laughs> you guys ever listen to the Kelsey's podcast together? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw the clip I of Mahomes talking about, talking about it. Yeah. 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 And I, I was listening about like them talk about this game upcoming and stuff. And it's just like and he was talking about like uh about how they just have our number right now and everything. Travis was talking about that. And it happened again. And I was like, I didn't think it was possible for a team to beat the Chiefs three times in a row. Like I I I was believing it was gonna happen, obviously. I picked them. But like in the back of my head, I was just like, can a team really beat this team three times in a row? Clearly we can. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, literally. Apparently. And uh everybody Romo and uh Nance kept calling it a rivalry. And I was thinking, it can't be a rivalry if one team wins every time. Like seriously, you, are, yeah. <laughs> you gotta win a game first. <laughs> now if they beat I mean, them, then it's a rivalry. Shit. If we get a rematch in the AFC championship or the playoffs and they beat us, I mean, still 3-1, but. But if we win again, it's not a rivalry. <laughs> you got to win. You got to win. Hey, I'm just saying, if they meet yeah. in the playoffs, someone's need to go hammer that 27-24 as the score prediction because it seems yeah. to be trending, yeah. <laughs> trending pretty well. They'll set the they'll set the over-under at exactly – at exactly 51 next time and see. Yeah, <laughs> see if it probably, honestly. <laughs> probably, honestly. I, I just – I would. it's funny because me and Donnie talked about – both our score predictions were so high. <laughs> so I said 35 – I said 38-35 going into it. I said 38-34. We had similar said, idea, and Donnie was, said 35-31. yeah. It's just – I think really the difference was the fact that the run game was going for both teams. I think that was why it wasn't as high of a shootout, honestly. Oh, yeah. Teams, they were they were averaging quite a bit. Like if like on lines, like on sports books, both Mahomes and Burrow over 300 passing yards were their lines. I think Mahomes was like 312 and Burrow was like 302 or something was their line. So, like, yeah. tells you Vegas thought the same. Like, these dudes were going to throw for so many yards. Because that's just yeah. extremely high for a line to be set at. Like, you hardly ever see somebody's line at 300 plus. Yeah. And, like, they, yeah, like you said, the running game was just working. Like, these are not small sample sizes, but the Chiefs had five and a half yards carry on 25 carries, and the Bengals had four and a half yards carry on 34 carries. Like, that is not insignificant. It's not like they were just running on, like, first and passing, passing, passing. Like, it was legitimately taking time off the clock. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's just – it was such a big win. Such a big win. Um, Keeps I want to know from your guys' perspective. Like, did you think the game was ever like, okay, the Chiefs might have this? Because even when the Chiefs had the lead, I was pretty confident in us, honestly. Like, I really wasn't – like, I felt like we were playing like the better team, and it was just a stupid couple stupid dumb mistakes was the reason the Chiefs had took the lead. I Honestly, yes – and then literally seconds later, Kelsey fumbled. Yeah, I know. Like I, thought, like, I was like, man, they can't tackle. Like, they can't get Mahomes there. And Kelsey's just, you know, finding these little holes. Like, maybe it's just their day. And then all of a sudden, Pratt rips the ball. And I'm like, okay, yeah. We got Travis this. Kelsey's face. Like, shout out Travis Kelsey. I don't think anybody in Cincinnati, like, hates Travis Kelsey. I mean, dude's a UC football legend right there. But, like. They hate Skyline, Parker. Yeah, but no, but hey, hey, that's a hot take too there though. That's Jason, a hot take. Jason loves Skyline though. He said Travis is just a picky eater, so he just said <laughs> Travis picky eater like too, and I like Skyline. Uh, hey, I'm a picky eater, and I am with Travis. I cannot do Skyline. 
Seriously? Oh my I god. Do it. They don't, they don't do it. He's fired from the front kick office. Kick. They don't want him now. He can't talk UC basketball, UC football because he doesn't like Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> Crosstown shootout this weekend. You know that Skyline's going to be on the table. So. And you're not gonna be eating it. That's all you've got on the table. Um, well, you'll yeah. see me. You'll see me right there. With about three conies. Little <laughs> Uh, I'm beating Skyline. I had Skyline yesterday while I watched the game, actually. I got it on my way home from UPS. Um, I was nervous uh, sitting on the couch. I couldn't eat anything. Oh, I was. I was sitting on the couch eating <laughs> eating three chili cheese cookies and a big three-way. I was I was having a good day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, back to this game. It was just such a like dominant effort in every phase of the game. Like seriously, it just—I I don't think I've seen the Bengals play that well as a team ever. Like, f- like start to finish. Like every time we beat a team like that, like the Chiefs, or like a big game like that, we always are down and then we come back. It's not usually we're the team controlling the game the whole time. I mean, obviously the Chiefs took a lead for like five minutes, but. It just never felt like it was going to go that way, in my opinion. It's just like we f- we looked like the better team that whole game. Yeah, we Carlos had a couple of making... mistakes, which is what led to the Chiefs. Just... Yeah, like like Carlos Dunlap making that incredible play on fourth down inside the two-minute warning kept the Chiefs in it. And then Tyler Boyd dropping the easiest touchdown of the season for him kept him in the game. Honestly, if without those two plays, are we talking about a double-digit win? Yeah, probably. I think so. Like, that, it, it was really surprising. Like, I know the Tracy Wolfson was talking about Mahomes thought he figured something out that third quarter, and then the fourth quarter, he's just all of a sudden back to what he was the first two quarters. Like, he didn't figure anything out. Yeah, exactly. That was honestly, like... It was just – I was so excited. My whole day was set. Never never had a down moment the rest of that day, you know. My day was great. I was typing up a, a five-page paper for my class that was due at midnight right after that game. I was cranking that out in a great mood, great mood, typing a five-page paper <laughs> with four hours. I was feeling great doing that, like honestly. It was just overall a great night for us Bengals fans. Great night. I remember those days. <laughs> five Not too fondly. <laughs> Neil's done with it now too, right? No more five-page papers from Neil either. Yeah, not unless I go back to school, but it's not on the table right now, so it's kind of hope I'm done with it. I kind of hope I'm done with it. Papers, presentations, yeah. and tests aren't even the worst part about college. It's the papers. Well, imagine my major too. I'm literally in journalism, so every single assignment is a five- to ten-page paper pretty much. It's just like write an article on something like it's going to be on a website. That's literally all my assignments, just about. So, <laughs> yeah, I was I was sports admin in business, so I went the opposite route. <laughs> degree, so I'm just now getting all the writing in. So, yeah, yeah, you got practice <laughs> writing articles and everything. Um, we're gonna have a separate episode for this, but if you just want to, you know, give your thoughts just a little bit on your team, UC going into this uh, crosstown shootout. Just give me your thoughts overall on the the, t- your, the team and everything so far, and what you think they can do in this game. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a it's a big game as always. It's the one that's circled on the on the calendars for the big rivalry. But I mean, the key is Rob Finnessy's out with an injury. John Newman's out with an injury, so you lose your best two uh, on ball defenders. So you're gonna have to see some guys step up. But overall, I mean, if they played like the way they played at Bryant, 
yesterday where you see four, I think they finished with six guys in double figures. If you finish like that, they could make it a game, but Xavier's very talented. They have the great guard play. They have great bigs. Zach Fremantle's off to a stellar start to his fifth year uh, season. And then you have Colby Jones off to a hot start. Kunkel's coming back from injury. I mean, it'll be a tough matchup, but overall, I think if they played like the way they played Saturday, it could be a little closer than we've seen in the past. Uh, yeah, my thing is really with UC, like, consistency. Like, you'll, you'll if you watch UC, I've watched – I think I've watched pretty much every game besides I didn't watch the Bryant game, and I think I didn't watch the EKU game. I've literally watched every other game with UC this year. I mean, I've been at, like, four of them, and then I watched the whole Maui tournament and then watched the NKU game. So that was pretty much all the games. And uh, they're just not very consistent a lot of times. If they can be consistent shooting the ball, like, this will be a game for sure. But if they get off to – I mean, Neil knows covering this team all the time. If they get off to one of those starts where they go like one of 12 from three, it could it could go bad for them. And I feel like that's the, really the key for UC. They're always going to play with effort. Wes Miller's always got them like hustling all over the floor. And it's just the problem with them just sometimes is if they can't shoot the ball and go cold from three. Because, you know, sometimes they like to start chucking them. <laughs> they like to start shooting some tough Jeremiah Davenport and transition 30-foot threes. They do that a lot. If and, J.D. Uh, starts how he did at Bryant yesterday, I mean, he came out and had 10 of the first 14. If he starts like how he did yesterday at Bryant, it could be a ball game. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's, that, that's my thing. If Davenport, Nolly, and DeJulius play, step up, it'll be a good game because games when all three of them play well and are engaged and all have pretty decent shooting games, they play well as a team. When – Two of them aren't playing well, and only one is. They struggle, and you saw that happen in Maui a little bit with the the uh, Ohio State game. That that game was ugly offensively. Yeah, that that game was ugly all the way around. Didn't have to do anything, honestly. That's why I'm I think the uh, that's why I think the Sule Boom and David Julius matchup is going to decide the game. Like whoever really? whoever can play better in that matchup, yeah, just because the Julius and they're both so crucial to the way those teams run, like whoever can get the better of the other, that could be, that could be massive swing for a team. You know, you know what I'm looking forward to is the matchup of Dan Skillings and Desmond Claude off the bench. Yeah. That's two top freshmen right there. Both teams, top freshmen right there. And uh, especially with Skillings putting up 15 and 13 yesterday for his first career double, double. I mean, we've seen his athleticism and whatnot, but we also see what Desmond Claude's able to do. So it's going to be a matchup to keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And you could see Skillings for sure moving into that starting lineup as the season goes on, as, as he gets more comfortable. He could end up being one of UC's best players later on in the season and everything. He's definitely got the potential there. You see some plays from him, and you're like, wow. <laughs> Poster attempt yesterday was absurd. I'm sure you saw the picture from Ryan. Yeah, I did. He, that poster, I mean, he, he would have caught that body. If he would have caught that body, I think it would have been staple. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this might be freshman of the – Freshman of the A year in the AAC, just statement. I mean, yeah. the confidence is there for him. I mean, I, you don't lack it one bit. We saw that one on that play. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, on the Xavier side, Donnie, what, what do you think is your key for your team this week? Just keeping that offense humming, man. Like when they're – the way they closed out that game against West Virginia, just keep playing like that. They're just – Boom is is such a good point guard. He's already proven himself against four huge opponents this year. So just keep keep playing like that. Nunji, I think, is going to be a big, big factor in this game, too. If he doesn't go one for 14, I think they've got a pretty good shot. 
because he makes that offense a lot easier to run. The pick and rolls with him in, in boom are just – they're just so difficult to stop because Nungy can shoot it wherever on the court and boom can attack you from wherever on the court. You just keep playing the way they have been, honestly, I think. And, exactly. and Xavier can get a win, even on the road, even in Tim, that hostile what environment. Tim, what's your crosstown shootout score prediction? Let's see it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, we need to see this, Tim. Yeah, we need to see this. Uh, are you going to be at the the presser tomorrow, Neil? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, me and Tim will be there. I was just wondering if you'll be there. You know I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, we'll we'll be there. Um, uh, he said 8473X. I like that. I like that score. I, I don't know that. if it'll be that yeah. high scoring. I could see that, but I, I I might take a little lower on the score, but I see that type I, of I think I it could be 8073. I could see 8073. Yeah, I think UC Just the rivalry game makes it a little more had. predictable. I think UC's got a much better team than they've had like since Cumberland left this year. I think they they're a little bit better this year, and I definitely think two top fifty offenses in Ken Palm. Yeah, we were talking about we think uh, at least I think UC definitely could have a shot to pull this out and make it at least close, maybe win, if they shoot the ball consistently. That's just the biggest problem with UC. It really is. And, I mean, Wes Miller talks about it in his, uh, like, presser after almost every game. Like, like if we shoot the ball, well, we're a really good team. <laughs> and if we don't, it's a, it's a little bit of a struggle, and I really feel that way. And that's why they just got to defend yeah. at all times. Xavier's got a lot of offensive firepower, though, so UC might have to push the pace and play faster, which could lead to higher scoring for sure. Yeah, I think agreed on that. I think it will be a battle, but if you look back at – even look back at Maui, you see Arizona, you saw how they like to run the ball and whatnot. If they play like they played versus Arizona, I think they could do it. Yeah. But Arizona came out, really pushed the tempo. You knew you were going to have to match it. But Xavier has the two dominating bigs. I mean, Jack Nungy broke onto the scene last year versus us. I mean, when he went, what was it, 32 and 15 or something like that? Yeah. You find a way to contain guys like Nungy and Fremantle, it could be it could be a ball game and make the guards have to play from the perimeter and whatnot. Even though uh, Xavier can really shoot the ball, it's going to be, if you take away Fremantle or Nungy or one, just one, it could be a different game. Exactly. Uh, what's the what's the prediction uh, for the over under on a brawl tomorrow? Set at point five. What are y'all What are y'all thinking? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it's different nowadays. A lot of these guys all play in the Smith League together. Together, they train together. They do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? It's a little different nowadays. They do the there's open runs more, and whatnot. Yeah. So there's a little more camaraderie, I'd say, than in the past. I mean, that's just sports in general today. But, yeah, there's definitely uh, – shout out my uh, my former AAU coach, Kashmir Wright, for that brawl. He was he was, he was was in there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Kaz was in there. He was in there battling. Um, Kaz and Yancey were in there. Yeah. Um, but, overall, I do think this game is going to be closer than the last, uh, last year's uh, Crosstown shootout. I think it will be more of a battle. I think UC's definitely improved this year, and I think Xavier's improved this year. I think they're both better teams than they were last season for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, that's really all. I wait. There was a fight. Tim said, "Yeah, I think there was. I think I was like five years old at the time." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ten. Wait, this is news to me. Did they have to move the games off campus or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, Wasn't that fight too down there at Heritage Bank Center now, right? No, it was at it was at Centos. It was that X, and then they went down to Heritage, yeah. and then yeah, okay, that that's what it was. Yeah. Wait, what's yeah. Heritage Bank now? Is that the former uh, U.S. Bank Arena? Former U.S. Yeah. Bank, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys got anything else though you want to talk about? No, I'll just... leave it up to you guys. Oh, uh, we can talk a little. Bro quick. for MVP. That's all I got. Yeah, bro, bro for MVP. MVP. Bro for MVP needs he to be jumped discussed. up to third that's in MVP. Yes, he jumped up to thirty. Jumped. Hey, if they get the one seed somehow. If they get the one seed somehow, he's the MVP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's I wanted MVP. to ask, too, our original prediction, Parker, both of us were 12 and 5. Do you think that's back on the table now? I think it. that would be my guess what's going to happen. If I had six, I don't think – I don't really see less than 11. Yeah. Yeah, 11 and 6 would be, would be probably – the floor at this point because our losses past Cleveland. at the beginning of the year we definitely had most of our losses like during this time but apparently we're winning now and we lose all our games against the easier <laughs> part of the schedule which makes and no sense but you also got to think you got to get by cleveland you still have yeah. baltimore you still have buffalo sitting there waiting for you right before the playoffs i'm we not scared of baltimore we got tom I'm not scared of baltimore whatsoever. i'm not scared of baltimore not either i'm gonna be straight up i think all. we're gonna beat the shit out of baltimore the second time yeah, i think, I think we can beat them baltimore the one i'm scared about though especially with the banged up secondary is buffalo because you know josh allen going to come that's, in here and sling that thing yeah and the, and the bills defense is better than kansas city so exactly. yeah so that's a game of definitely that'll be a good game and is that a monday night football game that's monday night in cincinnati yeah monday night like, and he's trying to party with bills mafia let's put that's it out there the monday night. <laughs> that's probably the best monday night football game monday night football has had since like Ray, uh rams chiefs uh that 50 point shootout game i know we were we were talking about um like Monday you know, Night Football could, never gets a matchup like that. It's always like yeah. Steelers Colts or some shit like that. Yeah, we were talking last about night's um, game wasn't even that bad until they just started. Oh yeah, it was what 21-19 at the start of the fourth quarter, and then it just goes. Oh, let me put up a fifty piece real quick, and Matt Ryan just yeah. drops a doozy and says, "Yeah, let's just put it up in fifty piece." Matt now. Ryan threw what two picks and a fumble in the fourth quarter. And Alec Pierce yeah. had that fumble too across the middle. Yeah, and Alec Pe- yeah. You're right. Yeah. Former UC Bearcat Alec Pierce. Um, last thing we can cover on the pod, talk a little just a few minutes about Luke Fickle, of course, moved on. We haven't covered it yet on the pod. Uh what are, what are your thoughts on that? And who do you want the the Bearcats to hire now, Neil? Bearcats well, they just made it official today. They just hired Louisville's head coach Scott Satterfield. So I didn't that's even see that. Oh my god, yeah. I didn't even see that. I have not that's been really all day. They we hired their press conference. That was a bowl game opponents move. head coach. Yeah, forty chess move. <laughs> but scatter uh, scatter Satterfield said he was not going to be taking part in the bowl game, which is probably a smart thing. Yeah, so but he said he would not coach be both teams. Just coach both teams. He said he will not be taking part of it. He'll be putting together his staff and get to recruit. And I mean, I, me personally, I think it's a great hire. I mean, he's a known recruiter right down the road. I mean, you look at some of the guys he's recruited, Mackay Benton, Tutu Atwell, yeah. Des Fitzpatrick. He's produced Malik guys. Cunningham. Yeah. Malik yeah, Cunningham Malik still Cunningham. has an extra year of eligibility, if we're being honest here. Yeah. But exactly, yeah. he's been in college. He's literally been the quarterback since Lamar left. 
<laughs> the COVID year, baby. Lamar's in the NFL is what fifth season now. God. But you also yeah. look down yeah. at Scat at Satterfield's recruiting class. He's got the number nineteen recruiting class in the country right now at Louisville. Number one, number one running, running back. Two. Some yeah, of yeah, them might be coming to UC. He's got the number one running back in the country. You have the seventy third player in the country is a wide receiver. You have a top one hundred fifty prospect uh, offensive tackle. So I mean, he he knows the recruiting. He understands how important NIL is and how that's uh, gaining momentum. Overall, after hearing the press conference and doing some research, I mean, I thought it was a fantastic hire. I thought John Cunningham worked around the clock to get it done. But then you look back too, like it was kind of a good stat that he actually hit on, that Cunningham actually hit on. He is the only coach in college football this year to beat a team with seven wins or more five times. We'll say so, one thing he couldn't do at Louisville. He couldn't beat them damn cats. But <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky fans, man, jeez. Hey, bro, you can't. Four years in a row, the Governor's Cup is in is in uh, the right part of Kentucky. Come on now, but uh, <laughs> y'all already got right. basketball. Let them have football. He the right side, although he can't beat us recently. The right side of Kentucky is in Highland Heights, Parker. Okay. <laughs> <In> KU. <laughs> but, uh, I think that's all I got for today. Yeah, uh, me too. This was a really good episode. Thank you again, Neil, for coming on once again. Always fun talking with you. Always good having you on. Not a and, problem. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. I know it's been busy. Sorry I jumped on late. No, you could. You missed about what? Uh, three seconds? Two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that's all for you guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Down.